Hi, everybody. It's episode 451. Hey. hey. You're, are you sure? No, are I don't. Sure? I don't have the tab open. Yeah, it's 451 of PodQuest. Oh, okay. It's uh, Wednesday. I wish it, Sorry, what? I was going to say, I wish it wasn't because that would have been funnier. Hey, you're, you're not wrong. But it's Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi, guys. How you guys doing? Um, not too bad. Want to hear something silly? Sure. Well, first, Drew, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Uh, yesterday, one of my posts on Twitter got liked by, uh, this, 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 this Twitter page. I want to go check it out. And I'm trying to remember the name of the page at the moment. Um, it was, um, a Portugal farm, I think is what it was. One Portuguese farm. And it's a Twitch channel where if you retweet the tweet, retweet the tweets, it automatically feeds the farm animals. Of- That's kind of fun. And and so yeah, you could just go hang out on this Twitch channel and watch the farm animals and retweet and feed the farm animals. I was like, this is fantastic, um, and fun, and I love it. That's that's all. Okay, moving on. Then. That's all. That's all I got to bring to the table this week, guys. The, were you guys both able to take care of your your errands before we recorded? Yeah, they, uh, I have my desserts ordered to be picked up on Saturday. What so. desserts did you order? So it's, uh, there's this, um, ice cream place in Cherry Hall called Cherries. It used to be near where, like, the, uh, all, along the street where, like, the Wegmans and, not, or, yeah, Wegmans and Barnes and Noble is. Like, not, not the main highway, but the off. Oh, Hannafield Road. I, I guess so. Um, it used to be there, but then they moved to, like, where Big Lots is across from the Cherry Hill Mall. I, oh, all the way back there. Oh, that's a shitty location. Yeah. It's not too bad. And it's a bigger location for them. So oh, okay. it's that's nicer. just that side of the Cherry Hill Mall is just like it's the abandoned side nobody goes to. Yeah. Um so they have like ice cream rolled cake. So, like ice cream cake, but it's rolled. You know, like the Yule log stuff you'd have for Christmas. Okay. Um and they do a gelato cake as well. So it's water, ice, and ice cream as a cake. Huh. Um, so we get the gelato cake for me and the ice cream cake for everyone else. But obviously everyone else can have the gelato cake, but I don't. They were like, do you want the 8-inch or the 10-inch? I'm like, ah, it's only me. Give me the 8-inch. Everyone's going to want gelato cake. Pro- general, I think it's really just me and my mom that eat it. And also, isn't ice cream and water ice something else? Y- yeah. No, you just said it. You just called it gelato. Or gelati. It's ice, whatever the thing is where it's ice cream and water ice cream, like it's a layer of ice cream, a layer of water ice, and a layer of ice cream. It's gelati, not gelato. Gelato is Italian ice cream. But there is a, like, if you go to Rita's or if you go anywhere that serves water ice, they have like a thing where it's like ice cream and water ice. Right, yeah, okay, yes, I, I do know that now. Yeah. Sorry, I was very confused. I didn't think gelato, like the like tradition, like the Italian ice cream, mm-hmm. had water ice, and I'm like, it's, I mean, it's really creamy, so no, I don't no. see how yeah. water ice could be involved. No, it's... I I was wrong in this aspect, because their names are way too similar. Yeah, it's um, literally one-letter difference. Yeah. Is it really gelati is yeah. the... Yeah. That's dumb. I think I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where the origin of gelati is from. Probably, Assuming Italian, it's probably because it's Italian ice and soft water, ice and cream. ice cream. Yes, probably. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're getting for uh, dessert for Thanksgiving. I was just not Thanksgiving. I was gonna Easter. say, damn man, you're planning uh, way I far was in just, advance. Uh, me, me, and my sister had completely forgotten because we're the ones that have to bring the dessert, and we'd completely forgotten about it. Um, and she is away for their anniversary 
yeah, the past few. And like, I rem- she like reminded me, and I was like, oh shit, it's probably too late. <laughs> I hope it's not too late to order this. Um, but no, it's, it wasn't too late, and it, it was fine. Everything is good, and they ordered it. Yeah, I totally forgot it was fucking Easter time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is the least important holiday. It is. It really is. But what are you going to do? Your mom likes getting you guys together. She does. She likes keeping the family together. And if we're not together at least once every two weeks, she blows up. You should just she, not she, go over for like a month and see what happens. She, I, I think I think the reason there was the... Uh, the, 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 the chemical leak into the water system was because we didn't get together for two weeks. And she just <laughs> caused an explosion somewhere. She's like, if I just spill unnatural chemicals into the water, the kids will have to come here for everything. Exactly, exactly. Even though none of them get their water from the Delaware River. Look, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know I didn't, uh, until, uh, a day after I bought three cases of water. I'm gonna be honest with it's- you. I did not ever think about the fact that some people do get their drinking water from the Delaware because that's fucking gross even when there isn't a chemical spill. I I didn't know that that was a thing either, no. But, um, I mean, there there are some some houses in Belmar that get NJ American water and not Belmar water, and they're the ones that could have been affected. Well, good job being on the other side of the town or whatever. (laughs) I bet you it's just like every other house is, is one and every other house is the other. Oh, that'd be fucked. Um, but before we actually get started, started, Rich, yeah, I yes. need you to roll uh-huh. a four-sided die. Oh fuck! Uh, here that is. Oh boy. Oh my god. This is not here. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get all the die out except the four-sided die, and I'm gonna shake it because that's the best way to do this to get the good sound. Four. I wonder if that actually rolled. Yeah, it did actually roll. So it's four. Okay, so you rolled a four. Yes. All right. So when you pick your book club um, for next week, uh huh. Drew and I, assuming Drew actually comes up with anything, will have to base our picks off of the director, or if it's like an obscure thing, producer also works of whatever it is you pick. Okay. So I can pick anything, and you guys have to pick based on the director or based on the director. Yeah. Unless you guys. So uh, other way we could do it. Just throwing this out there. Um, we could also do it where you have to pick a movie based off the director of the previous thing. No, how how about this? Do we want to do Steven Spielberg movies? I mean, I like Steven Spielberg. All right, I'll figure out a, a Spielberg movie. Okay. We're watching Indiana Jones. All four of them. <laughs> no, there's only three Indiana Jones until this summer. Really? Yeah. No. No, there's yeah. four. No, there's only three. There's, no, there's four. No, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, um, Raiders, or, um, Last Crusade. And Crystal Skull. No, no, no. Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. No, and Crystal Skull. There's only one Indiana Jones movie. It's Crystal Skull. All right, Drew, you're you're fired. <laughs> you watch too much wrestling this weekend. You don't know what's good anymore. He got a concussion from watching people get concussions. <laughs> Honestly, he's had sure so I've many. Never that's possible. seen an entire Indiana Jones movie. All right, we are watching an Indiana Jones movie. Temple of Doom. Movies. You know, I haven't seen. Um. Uh. The, uh, the Last Crusade. I haven't seen The Last Crusade in a while. Yeah, so I think... So this is weird. I'm, I'm just going to go on this little rant for real quick. So I think, similar to Breath of the Wild, Temple of Doom is the worst of the original Indiana Jones movies as an Indiana Jones movie. It is, though, a really good movie. 
Um, cause all the other Indiana Jones movies, well, the other two, I should say, um, involve a lot more like traveling around the world and, and like doing things. Whereas Temple of Doom, like they're basically like in the same place 90% of the movie. It's good yeah. stuff. It's just, it, it feels disconnected from the other ones. It's also a prequel to all of them, which. And it came out second. Yeah. It's also one of like two movies that's responsible for the PG 13 rating. Huh. Cause, uh, Part of, part of the plot of that is the bad guys rip out people's hearts as sacrifice. Yes. Kalima. Um, I think Last Crusade is probably the best story because like you have the Holy Grail aspect of it. You have fucking Sean Connery. Um, you have like the father son dynamic. Um, but Raiders is just the classic one. Raiders is such a classic. I mean, just the simple fact that that whole movie, like Indiana Jones was non. He, he he served no purpose in the movie. Yeah. Like, had he not gotten involved, there is a better chance that the Nazis would have never found the Ark of the Covenant. And even if they had, they were fucking Nazis who were obsessed with, like, the power for themselves. So, like, they all would have still died on that island by themselves and no one would have ever known. Mm-hmm. Like, problem solved. But, cool. I think all of those are on Disney Plus, actually. Probably. Disney owns... It would make sense. I believe Disney owns... Cool. All right. Well, with that out of the way, uh, Rich, what is on the agenda? So, it's a very late day because a lot of us didn't really do a lot, but uh, we're going to discuss the um, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, or ex- Exhibition. Um, we're going to talk about uh, HBO uh, and Harry Potter. Um, I guess we're going to talk about wrestling. Um, and uh, Cobb read a book called Secret Project 2. I guess. So it's not called Secret Project 2. I'll get into it later. Um, it was, it is not officially released to the public yet. So like the, the, the polite spoiler thing to do is to call it Secret Project 2. Okay. I'll explain later. Okay. But that's it. Yeah. Light week. Richie didn't do anything because he's a fucking bum. I, I, I did a lot of other stuff this weekend, man. Did you? I did. I I started watching one of my old streams for hi, from Hi-Fi Rush, so I could make a a video about it. So what I'm hearing um, is you didn't do anything but watch yourself. Yeah, I wow. masturbated. Wow. Fucking narcissist. Wow. Uh, you get but, one sponsorship no, I, offer, and now, <laughs> oh shit, I'm the be all end all. Actually, <laughs> there were two from Stream Elements. One of them was Raid Shadow Legends. The other one was just straight up Stream Elements. But Stream Elements, again, like I said, in the past I've looked it up. They are not legit. And so... I don't know. I, I just I just Google. Well, I just binged them. They are the ultimate streamer platform. <laughs> but their sponsorship deals are not legit. Okay. I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Because I barely have... I just made it over 310 followers. Why would they be reaching out to me for a sponsorship? I also hate their logo. Yeah, it's Stream Elements is just bad. Because I've also never signed up to anything for Stream Elements, so I don't know why they're contacting. I don't know. Like, they, like yeah. Or, I don't know. They, it's it's silly. They probably have some algorithm that yeah. s- scours Twitch for some number. Yeah. But, Drew, if you've never seen their logo, it's the fucking Rebel Alliance logo, but instead, but it's made out of a rocket ship blasting off, and, like, the smoke trail coming behind it. Like, it's it's just fucking stupid. Oh yeah, it's pretty it. bad. Yeah, like they're not even original. What a bunch of assholes! Yeah. They they just told space in two different formats. Yeah. Well, <sighs> Rich, 
I'm never I'm ah. never subscribing to your stream again because you're sponsored by them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sponsored by them. <laughs> I, I'm not getting any money from them. Yes. Subscribe to my subscribe. Uh, Use your Amazon. But how about we talk a little bit about the death of E3? Let's let's uh sure let's talk about it. I I I'll be a hundred percent honest. I I I don't really care. <laughs> um, just because. We haven't had an E3. Like, there there wasn't really an E3 over the... Like, honestly, really since pre-pandemic. Wasn't, like... Didn't they barely have anything in 2019? No, so they had they had a show. It's just leading up to 2019, a bunch of the major companies dropped out and either didn't do anything or did their own thing. Like, understandably, mm-hmm. from... from to, to my understanding, and Drew, you, I'm sure you've heard this on, like, different podcasts. Like, the ESA charged a fuck ton of money for like these these companies to like have just a space on the show floor and most of their actual business wasn't being done at E3 proper people were going to like hotel meeting rooms that these companies had booked to see the games they mm-hmm. weren't standing in line at the booths um and the fact that up until i think 2016 or 17 it wasn't even open to the public at all maybe mm-hmm. 2018 um because like a lot, a lot of people in games media were even saying it's like going to E3 as part a member of like the public is pointless. Like it is a trade show; it is not set up like PAX or anything like that, where like it's meant for consumers. People, if they're if they want to see something, they're going to end up standing in line for hours for a five minute demo. Yeah. Whereas the actual people there for like work, they're going and seeing larger chunks of that game in meeting rooms talking to the people actually making the games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I feel like some the, the E3 was great in, what, the 90s when it started? The 80s? I can't remember. I 90s. mean, the, but like, the peak the, E3, I feel, was like the late 2000s into the early 2010s, where yeah. everyone was just excited. They they were... That's when streaming became was becoming a thing, so you were actually able to watch these press conferences. You were able to watch the press conferences go from legitimate press conferences with, like, fucking PowerPoints and bar graphs uh-huh. to what we think of now when we think of E3 press conferences, where it's a bunch of bombastic trailers and slightly awkward developers. Yeah. And it's it's just, like, now with the internet where it is and with streaming and technology, it's just the E3 isn't something that could evolve to keep up. Like, yeah, you can have this big show. Yeah. Like, you can have this big show to showcase the big things, but because it's not very normie friendly and it's mostly just for press, like, there's not really a point in where this thing is going to make money and be worthwhile. And so, like, I, I, although, yes, maybe eventually we, I could technically be considered press to be able to go to this thing. Like, I always look at it as, as someone on the outside, not, as press, I'm like, this thing, I just, I would never care to go to. Like, yeah, it would be interesting to see, but it'd be too busy. And like you said, you wouldn't have enough time in the things that you want to check out and do. Uh, like, that's kind of, like, I feel this similarly to how I felt with uh, New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con was just way too big, way too crowded, and way too compact with almost nothing to do because... They pre-sold, or not even sold, but basically they pre-sold tickets to the big thing. Oh yeah, they they fucked it this year with the way they did that. Yeah, but at, at least and, at and, least New York Comic Con, in in their defense, is a show meant for consumers. Yes, 
Like E3 isn't, and these companies were not transitioning to be for consumers. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the biggest problem is this thing that could have definitely been a money making endeavor for the ESA wasn't going to become a money making endeavor for the companies that are showing for the game devs because what are they going to do? Bring their games to sell? No, they make all their sales online now. Exactly. They're, they're, it would cost way too much money for them to sell shit there than it would for them just to say, "Hey, here's a coupon for twenty percent off your order. Go buy whatever the fuck you want on our on our online store." Yeah. And it, then at that point, they're still spending the money to print the coupons, get the booth set up, and all that. It's just, it's not. It w- it would never make money in in today's economy or the, today's industry. Yeah, and to to my understanding, like the cost that like say Marvel pays at New York Comic Con for like their big giant booth that you saw, um, mm-hmm. is not even like it is not comparable to what the ESA charges like the bigger game companies for the spaces they were getting at the LA Convention Center. Yeah, and it it Marvel does their booth and it's all marketing. They really don't sell anything at their booth at New York Comic Con. It's mm-hmm. it's there for um, scheduled autographs and like panel-y sort of things. Mm-hmm. That's great though because like they're going and they are marketing to the people that are going to be spending the money on their stuff. Mm-hmm. They're marketing yeah. to people that are going to be going to the movies, buying the books, watching the TV shows. E three marketing is marketing to the media who, in most cases, are not buying the products. Right. If they're yeah. actually have any integrity. They're not going to recommend a game just based on like swag or whatever that they maybe got at like an E3 booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like yeah. there is almost no benefit for the larger companies to go to these things because like you already know what's coming out to- on Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo and Ubisoft and all those. I mean, that's why like like EA hasn't gone to E3 on its own in, in years. They've been, they just keep doing their own thing, like mm-hmm. disconnected from it. Um, I think we are at a point now where these companies have all kind of hit their stride with doing their own sort of mini events. Um, I think Microsoft probably does the biggest ones because they have the, they have a different level of money because they're Microsoft that yeah. they can kind of like do these more elaborate shows with actual people in them versus like your, your Sony state of plays that are really just trailers for 20 minutes and that like pre recorded yeah. voiceover. Um, but Microsoft also owns the the theater in L.A., like the one that like they do their E3 press conference from. That's theirs. It's called the Microsoft Theater. Like mm-hmm. they can just do their own show in L.A. in June if they want and then piggyback off of um, Jeff Keighley's um, Summer Game Fest. Because mm-hmm. like there's no there's no reason for Jeff not to keep doing that. Like he can keep growing it and making it more of like a focus on the games versus the spectacle. And then do the stream side of it that he doesn't have to charge the actual companies that want to show games off on there. Like, if you watch any of his stuff, like, he, there's advertising in those things. He, he gets the money to do it through advertising, not through charging Sony a hundred thousand dollars to show a two minute trailer. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like his is going to keep growing and we're going to see more of these companies just doing their own, you know, half an hour to an hour long online presentation in June to supplement the smaller, shorter ones that get done the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is already what we're seeing. Yeah. And that's the way it had already been going, which is why three is now dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, this was the year that they were trying to make it more 
like fan consumer friendly. Well, they were gonna Gamescom it uh, and have like two press days and then two public days. Okay. Well, because Reed Pop took it over. Yeah. So, Rich, I don't know if you're familiar with Repop. They're the ones that do New York Comic Con and basically every convention. Yeah. Don't they do PAX or no? Actually, yeah. I think they yeah. are involved in PAX. It was, it was either PAX or Wizard or, or Wizard World. I Wizard is its own. Um, but, yeah, they, I'm pretty sure they, they are involved with all the PAXs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, frankly, like, you have two PAXs on either coast that are video game centric. Like, E3 is the odd one out because those PAXs, you get both creators media developers all that stuff and fans and there's stuff for all of them to do there's no reason that like the smaller developers that aren't like your sony's and microsoft's can't get in touch with the the outlets they know that are going to be there and be like hey do you have an hour this week that you could come check out this game like off the show floor Mm -hmm. um like we're doing previews for the press (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah poor e3 we hardly knew ye I mean, we knew you quite well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, um, it was barely old enough to drink. Oh, no. When did E3 start? 1995. I thought it started earlier than that. No, before that, it was C- like CES, which still exists, um, started having like video game focuses in it. Um, but the first E3 wasn't until 95. Um, and that, that was the E3 of the infamous, uh, I believe it was 399. Does that sound right, Drew? Uh, no, isn't it? Two was or... it two ninety nine? Yeah, it was two ninety nine. No, it was two ninety nine. Okay, because the Saturn. Was... Yeah, yeah. Do you know what what we're talking about, Rich? No. So the very first E three nineteen ninety five. Um, there were three new consoles ready to like come onto the market. The N sixty four was about a year out. I believe the PlayStation was that fall, and then the Sega Saturn. Um, so the Sega Saturn actually stealth launched at that E three. Yeah. They came out and they said this console is available today for a price of three ninety nine, and they had a, they had a very large um, like press conference for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony went later in the day, and the I forget the guy's name, but the guy who came out walked up to the podium, just leaned in and said two ninety nine, and then walked off stage because it was a hundred dollars cheaper than what Sega had just put out. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Uh, also, with Sega's stealth launch of the Saturn. Uh, they had announced a launch date later in the year and basically fucked half their launch titles by really not telling them that they were going to change the launch date of the system and move it up like six months. And all these developers were like, whoa, what? <laughs> uh, guess we're not putting our game out at launch. Cool, yeah. thanks. And like, the unfortunately, like for the era, like the Sega Saturn was the less technically advanced of the platforms mm-hmm. like the other two like n64 and playstation had moved on to polygons and you know 3d graphics the saturn was still sprite based so like while games could look really good and run really well you looked at those and then you looked at the the playstation and the n64 and you're like well these don't look comparable mm-hmm. yeah and that was the beginning of the end for the segas Yo, actually, did you guys, this is completely unrelated. Apparently, Sega just released some sort of, like, short video called The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, isn't it, a, like, game? I thought it's, it was a yeah. movie, but it's, like, no, based it's... on, um, it's like a, a po- oh, it's a point-and-click visual novel. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amy wants to have a, um, uh, a murder mystery dinner, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I like I don't know a hundred percent, but like from what I remember hearing, like it was initially like a fan made thing or something like that. That Sega was just like fuck yeah, uh, we'll support this, and then like released it, like a fi- like did the official release or something like that. Like I don't a hundred percent remember everything I heard about it, but I yeah. do remember it. This was made by so- by Sega Sonic Team. Or I'm sorry, Sega Social Team. I cannot read this little text from so far away. So Sega did make this. It was it's freeware. It was released for April Fool's Day, um, but it is it's Amy's birthday, and they get everybody together except for fucking Big the Cat. What a bunch of assholes! Shadow and Rouge are there, but not fucking Big the Cat. What a racist! Um, and yeah, they're they're doing a um a, a murder mystery in the. It looks like it's in the theme of um like murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. It sounds brilliant. I want to check it out at some point. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's on it's on Steam, and I'm pretty sure it's free. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. have to see if I'll have to see if it's like playable on Steam Deck or something. Probably. I'm sure it is. I'm sure with no problem it'll be playable on Steam Deck. So the only problem that you, that I might run into on Steam Deck, since it's um a visual novel, is the text might be too hard to read. It depends if they actually like optimized it correctly or not. True. But it can't hurt to try for something that's free. Exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm slightly bummed E3 died because I did actually apply for a press pass for this year. So it's your fault. Just out of shits and giggles. Maybe. Maybe it is. But also then all the big publishers that were remotely remaining were like, uh, no, let's not. Like, I guess you know, Ubisoft was kind of like the only one that was really left, honestly. No, I, I'm pretty sure they dropped out and that was when they were just like, all right, cool. We're never mind. Yeah. So- I, I sorry, everybody. Seeing- April Fool's. I remember seeing the headline of Ubisoft saying they weren't going to be at E3, and then, like, a week later, it was canceled. And, you see, like, this is one thing maybe E3 would be good with, is instead of highlighting the big guys, highlight the indie devs that might be able to get in, get out there, but because they charge so much for a spot, there's yeah. there's no... They're, the indie devs aren't going to be able to afford it. Like, for instance, if Dreamsoft Games were to want to go there and show off the game that they're working on, it'd be way too fucking expensive. For for yeah. them to flash to head out to, to to showcase this game they're working on, like it just it, but like it would be a good opportunity for a small developer like that. And so if they were to change with the times, lower the prices, sh- shrink up the booths, have it be something that is still press oriented, but for smaller developers to then jump into the limelight, like that would be perfect. That is what this show should be. That is basically GDC then. I've never paid attention to you guys. Know I don't pay attention yeah. to any of these conferences. Like you're not wrong. Like, 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 like you're right. But like GDC is like the larger companies do go, but you get a lot of indie and smaller developers yeah. there looking to network. And yeah, it's and it's basically it's developers and um, publishers and media, and it's people there yeah. like like promoting games, talking to people about games, talking about games as a whole. And trying to like pitch their game and sell their game both to a publisher and to the media to promote their game. Yeah, and that, that's that's what E three really needs to be, if or, or might need to change into if if they want to keep it going. It, the, it's dead. There is no, no way yeah. coming back. It's not going to happen. And uh, because there kind of is no point in basically doing a second GDC, and then if to you saying that like if they want to focus more on indie devs. Like, that's just PAX. That's what PAX is. Yeah, they literally have the indie mega booth. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
all, not to say no big developers do anything at the PAXs, but you most of the games you hear getting buzz at PAX are the more style game. So like, yeah, I mean, Reed Pop has no reason to do another show, also on the West Coast for indie devs. I mean, yes, but also it's L.A. and Seattle. They're 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 pretty far apart. I mean, yes, but like it's it's the same as how isn't isn't there a PAX Texas or something like that? Not anymore. Yeah, no, PAX South died pre-COVID. Yeah, it's, it's sure. Seattle and Boston. It's Boston, S- Seattle, Boston, and Australia. Yeah, I believe they still have. Oh, are they still doing Australia? Australia? It's listed on ReadPop's site. I don't remember if they did it recently or not, but... So, but, like, you also have, like, in Europe, you have um, Gamescom, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, be- like, literally, like, like physically between PAX and E3, you you do have GDC that covers, like, there there isn't a need for E3. Mm-hmm. Like, E3 does yeah. not have a niche to fall into nor would it have one that it could reasonably fill because we have other shows that do it, even if they're not in yeah. the same geographic region. Um, and frankly, LA doesn't have as much game stuff. Like, a lot of the bigger outlets are either fully remote or in the San Francisco area for, like, their their headquarters. And most developers are not in Los Angeles because it's too fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Sony is one of the few that has actual studios there, and probably Microsoft. And and that's that's also why like with New York Comic Con it works with like say Marvel and I'm I'm guessing DC I don't really know no, DC- isn't Marvel based in 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 New York yeah Mar- Marvel's headquarters like- in New York um for now at least um DC has actually been in Burbank California for at least a decade oh, I didn't um, know that but also DC has not had a presence at a um New York Comic Con in yeah probably close to a decade actually <laughs> yeah and so like, I I feel like. Over the coming years, you are going to see a lot of these bigger conventions, maybe like the New York Comic Cons and stuff, that have these big names, maybe have less of those big names on them, because they are likely to be relocating to cheaper area. Um, and so I can see it being like, all right, well, uh, Marvel still will be at New York Comic Con. It's not going to be a booth as big as it is, and it's going to be pushing on selling things. You know what, though? Like, I... you. Like, that is entirely possible, but I'm trying to look up the attendance. So, New York Comic Con, um, in 2019 had 260,000 attendees. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2021, it had 150,000. Last year, it was back up to 200,000. And mm-hmm. that's attendees. That is paying customers. Marvel's gonna, gonna drop the, the, you know, 20, 30 grand they have to, to man those booths because, like, in the long run, that is making them money. That is that is getting stuff out there that they are involved in. Uh, maybe, like I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how if you're not located in New York, how it's beneficial for you to run something to a convention that's in New York. Well, when... Marvel will never leave New York. Well, you just said they they might be moving. Oh, that that was that I was joking because of all okay. the stuff happening with Disney. Yeah. Um, Disney fired the the. The basically the head of Marvel. Oh well, yeah. But that guy was also like a complete douchebag, so like he deserved to get fired. Good. Um, but yeah, no, that was mostly a joke. Like Marvel is synonymous with New York City. Like most of their characters are based in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Um, the odds of the, especially when like it's it's only their corporate office, and I'm sure 
the majority of people probably work remote right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like they don't print out of that office or anything like that. Like those books get printed probably somewhere overseas. Um, so yeah, and enough creators live in the area or enjoy going to New York that I feel like they'd be fine doing it too. Yeah. Especially with, with that many people, like they're making money. Like I, like the people that I know that do booths there, even when like, even when it looks like they are not busy, they're still usually making more money at New York than they do at any other convention because it's, it's just, it's quantity over quality at those shows. Like mm, yeah. they might not have the people coming up and asking them for the $500 commission, but they're having 500 people come up and buying the $20 print or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, E3 is dead and gone. Long live whatever follows, I guess. Streams. Yeah. Lots of streams. We're just going to. Long live you... Summer Game Fest. Yeah. <laughs> All hail Jeff Keighley. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, fr- from one kind of bummer story to another. Uh, so HBO is apparently trying real hard to uh, get uh, a Harry Potter reboot going. Um, as a seven-season series on HBO Max. So, one season per book, essentially. Okay. Uh, cool. Good on them. Like, I I, I don't... I Besides the fact that Harry Potter is made by J.K. Rowling, I'm waiting to hear the bummer part of this. So, have you seen any of the Fantastic Beasts? I mean, I saw the first one. So, like, they're not doing good with these movies anymore. Like, they're... People gen- genuinely don't. I think they still make money. Be- Actually, the last one might not have made enough money because I heard they canceled the fourth. But, like, they're basically looking at it as, well, we're not making money off of this anymore, so let's just go back and remake all of the things we made already. Yeah, I mean, I I 100% agree it doesn't need to be remade because it's, what, not even 20 years old, the first movie? No, it's 20 years old now. Is it? Yeah. 2002? Shows, fucking shows how old I am. God damn. Yeah, you're saw a great father. Theaters. I saw that in yeah. fucking theaters. Um, but still, like, you, I, this is a stretch, but just hear me out. The actors could probably still play their characters now. Like, it wouldn't, you'd have to put some makeup on them, but they're not that aged. That, like, dude, 30 year olds cannot play 11 year olds. I don't know, we've seen it before. And just up age them a little bit. Make them 13 instead of 11. Um, but like no, I it's I don't I don't think it needs to be a, a they I don't think they need to make a reboot because it's only fucking twenty years. It's not that old. It's not unviewable. Like it's not like trying to go back and watch I don't know Starsky and Hutch from the eighties in the early two thousands. Stuff has not changed that drastically from the early two thousands to now as it did from the eighties to the two thousands. Especially when you're looking at a series set in, like, a fantasy world. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're looking at them going from flip phones to smartphones. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the the only thing I can think this is potentially good with, with a reboot, is they can expand upon more of the books. If it's going to be a series, and, I don't know, let's say it's ten episodes, and it's, it's a chapter, like, I don't know how many chapters Harry Potter is, but say it's ten, ten chapters, ten episodes, I know, I'm just throwing out a number, they could do a chapter an episode. Like, they could put more into this, put a lot more of the nuance. Uh, shockingly, yes, Drew, there's nuance in Harry Potter and things in Harry Potter that are definitely not seen in the books or seen in the movie that they could, like, build upon and, and build up. For instance, spoiler alert, the fucking Al Hedwig dies in the in one of the books. She dies in the movie. And, and she dies in the movie, yes. 
but you don't have that connection with Hedwig because you saw her like twice in all four movies before that. I'd argue that I'd argue the bigger fucking death would be fucking Dobby. Well, I was getting to that one, like, <laughs> but like it's still like there are a lot of things, a lot of nuance in these books, a lot of things in these books that we did not experience in the movies that we were supposed to feel for. Um, and there, like for instance, the the fight between and yeah, I'm going a lot of Deathly Hollows here. The fight between Bellatrix and uh, uh, Mama Weasley, like that was a big deal, wasn't? No. No, it, it was Bellatrix. No, no, it was Bellatrix made uh, Neville's parents crazy. Never mind. I thought that was a bigger deal for the we for Mrs. Weasley. I can't remember. Well, I don't know why. Because the, the the big deal was that Bellatrix tried to kill Ginny. Yeah, and she had already lost one of the twins. I always forget which one actually died. I think it was George, but it might and, be Fred. Um, and then also, like you see the death of you see the bodies of Lupin and N- Nymph next to each other. Tonks, but Tonks. But you don't know their relationship. Yeah, they, they only allude to it a deal. little bit. Yeah, but they make a big deal about it at their death. Like, that you, that you make sure that they're sitting there with their hands held together as they're dead. But it's like, uh, okay. And so, yes, expanding on these movies and making a series. All right, maybe this show would have been better as a series. Maybe all books should not be movies. And maybe make them all series. Some books are okay as movies. Not many. Lord of the Rings, Yes. Um, I'd argue that those are the worst movies. I mean, you just don't like the Lord of the Rings, but they're better I don't than Harry wanna, Potter. I I don't want to see I don't want to see three episodes of them just walking. I already did that with the Last of Us. Um, but I I feel like there are there are a decent number of books out there that are turning into movies that maybe they shouldn't have done movies. Uh, Hunger Games is another one. A series for Hunger Games would go so much better because there's a lot of stuff that like they don't really emphasize on in those movies that they could have i mean that part you're not wrong i just feel like while yes they can expand on it it's not something that they necessarily need to expand on like the the current climate is those like that world is not fondly looked upon by the demographic that they'd be aiming for and on top of that like they have not been able to do a compelling movie in a decade they tried three times there because because those movies weren't made to be stories it was, I know what you're fa- trying to say, like, but Fantastic that made no Beasts sense. and Word of like, like the, the the books that these movies were based on weren't made to be stories that interconnect with four fucking movies. They're all different fucking stories. Well, Fantastic Beasts isn't even a story; it's literally exactly. their textbook. Like, yeah, the movies are supposed to be like their own independent thing, focusing on the author of those books. But rather than it being a book about, like, an eccentric wizard going out there and finding cool animals, it fucking becomes about the fucking battle against pre-Voldemort. Yeah. I was so fucking... I, I went into that first movie expecting an adventure of finding these a- different creatures. Was fucking super not that. And I was like, I'm fucking done. Like, like I was excited for them because it was not a Hogwarts story. It was a story, like, they go to fucking the United States, like, and I, I, I'm not saying it's good because they're in the United States, I'm saying it's good because Sounds it's like not you are. Hogwarts. Are you, like, like, there's, there's like six or seven other fucking schools in this world, and all we know is Hogwarts. And that's, I was excited, same with, like, Star Wars, I'm like, get me away from the fucking, uh, uh, Skywalkers, get me away from Hogwarts. Give me other stories in this world, and that's what I was, and no, they, they ended up being, like, 
uh, like, like, like you said, like, I wanted a story about him finding these beasts and learning about them. I wanted David Attenborough in Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. But no, we got, we got fucking... Just basically another Harry Potter yeah. movie. There, there are, like, yeah. four scenes across all three movies that involve him doing something neat with, like, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, yeah. And, like, everything else, they're just in fucking cities, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, like, great. And, like, frankly, like, I... I think about I think this is about the Harry Potter movies too. Once it got to the point where like they were having duels, all of the all of those scenes were were fucking awful. They're just mm-hmm. nondescript. They're literally just shooting well, balls that, of light at that, each other. Nobody casts a spell, and that's exactly what they would keep doing on a TV series. And that's the problem with the the um the movies when when Voldemort attacks uh Drew when a wand attacks another wand. Is there supposed to be that lightning there that you see in those movies? Where it's like two magical lightning strikes hitting each other. The fuck are you asking me for? For all I know, yes, just, that's just, exactly how the Harry Potter universe works. Cause it's this is why I'm asking you. <laughs> well, this is why I'm asking you. No, it did that with Harry and Voldemort because their wands were sister wands. It's not supposed to do that with any other fucking wand. But it does that with every other fucking wand. Yeah, they, they basically have Dragon Ball Z power battles. To like see that, who and can that, force the most power out of their wand at a given time. Yeah, and that's why I was asking you, Drew, is because you you never read the books. Nope. I know this tertiary through other people talking to me about the books. Cobb has read the books. He knows this. But if this was a series, they could have expanded on the magic or science of the wands and why that fight only happens between Voldemort and Harry and no one else in the books. But you but also they do that with everyone else in yeah. the in the movies. But you also run into the, to the fact where the first two, maybe three movies, or, or three books, let's say, are fucking boring. Like, oh, yeah. The the so thing bad. that's interesting about them is the charm of the world and the char- and like mm-hmm. the characters. But your characters are all children under the age of thirteen. Um, by the time it's over, like they're not anymore, and it becomes much darker. Doing that as a series. The first three seasons are going to be fucking boring. There's I not watched, enough that happens. I watch My Hero Academia once a year. But that's, that's exciting. To that. That's exciting. But it's half of each season is just them in school. But they're doing shit in school. Like, that's, and, that's the and thing. Inher- they they like, don't do any magic in, in the first book. They do three spells in the whole fucking book. But in in My Hero, you don't actually get any action in, for the first six of the first twelve for the first six episodes of the 12 that are in season one, maybe even more than six. Like you get, you get a little bit of heroing from all might in the second episode. And then it's school and learning their powers, just like in Harry Potter, that be them learning spells and stuff and making social interactions. So you get and training then montage. It's the U- and then it's the USJ for four episodes. Wait, is that really the first season? The first season is just the USJ. And then the second season Starts with the um the sports festival, which is half the fucking season, and then it goes into uh internships, which we get two episodes before the attack on the city, and then like a handful of episodes. I can, I don't know how many, but like what I'm saying is like you, there's still a way that you can make, even though in the books it's oh yeah they only cast like three. They're learning the spells and whatever. The, you're gonna be making a drama. Yeah, you're making so, a drama you're, focused you're on eleven year olds. Like you're that's gonna be not ma- interesting. Just, just make them older. <laughs> you can't make them older and then do seven years. You make them 
I mean, yeah, you can. You can, you but just can. It, it's not going to be good. I mean, regardless it's... of what you do, it's not going to be. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I I I won't. I don't agree with that. I think like there, you could make it good. Like you can make a good story. I think like Drew, you don't like child actors, so you're not going to like it no matter what. Yeah, I I mean, uh, they could be adults. That universe sucks. It's bad. It's dumb. Does it? It doesn't though. Like there's a lot in that universe we have not experienced. But like you, I, you are putting your disdain for J.K. Rowling towards how much this. Universe I have hated sucks. it before J.K. Rowling sucked shit. <laughs> like I've always thought Harry Potter was stupid. He, I've he tried. Has, he has I've, never liked it. I've literally, I've never liked it. I've watched all the movies. I've over uh, listened to some of the audiobooks with Sarah. It's bad. It's bad writing. It's a bad universe. You cannot make good Harry Potter content, period, in my opinion. Like, it's bad. Like, just nothing about that universe is interesting. I think it's an interesting universe, Rich. So you're yeah, not alone I think, No, I personally, like, and I'm, I'm sure we're not the only ones. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are interested in potentially the universe and, and interested in, uh, like I said, I would be interested and I would be willing to watch a series. Um, if they made another movie, no, I fucking wouldn't watch any other movies. But if they did a series, I'd be more than willing to watch a series to see how they expand upon the movies more and see what the books could actually be in a series form. Um, yeah, they're just, those books are not books that I want to see drawn out. Like, not enough happens in the first three until, like, the end of the third book. Like, I, I guess the end of the second book, they're, like, with the basilisk and all, but even then, like, that's the last episode and a half. Like, yeah, I mean, well, the first the first book has all the trials at the end, where it's the the. Yeah, that's an episode, though. Like, if they drug that out more than an episode, that's going to like that's bad pacing. And but it's all like the season one would definitely be character introduction and learning. Like we already know all the characters, but new viewers and new people watching these shows wouldn't. Uh, which a lot of there's not a lot of new viewers nowadays with Harry Potter, but it would be a lot of character introduction and development. And also, learning, can, yes, learning spells. Can you, no, they don't learn any spells in the first one. So it's just, stop. <laughs> they learn, they use spells. They, they, she learns the Wingardium Leviosa. And that's it. That's the only spell they learn that, in that whole, whole book. Harry doesn't I, learn, I, it, I, Harry doesn't learn Expelliarmus until the next one. I mean, <laughs> but I'm sure there's other stuff they learn. There's like, cause that's also, isn't, that's, that's the same one where they drink the potion. The, no, the, that's the, two. Is that two? Yeah, the polymorph yeah, question look, is two. I'm telling you, nothing happens in the first one. The first one is look, very I've, boring. I've never read them. I've never read them. Um, so I, I really don't know. I'm just going off my knowledge of uh, the movies. Yeah. The, I'm just trying to remember. The most the exciting stuff that happens in the first one are the Quidditch matches. And that's only because in the one of them, um, Quirrell, just like in the movie, tries to kill Harry, and they think it's Snape, and they've set Snape on fire. Yeah. Like, the rest of that book, it it's it's an 11-year-old going around accusing a fucking adult of being evil. Like, that's the yeah. whole first book. Um, and, like... Well, that's... Isn't that, like, the first three books? No, Is because, like... saying Snape's evil? In the second one... No, because in the second one, it's them thinking that um, Draco is evil. He, uh, okay, every book, he assumes somebody is evil, and it's always a Slytherin. Yeah, yeah. But in actuality, it's only ever been a Slytherin one. Yeah, wasn't Voldemort a a was Voldemort a Southern or was, he was. It, or was he no he he was okay. Slytherin, was... but like I guess in the, like technically kind of book in in two he was the the quote unquote villain, 
But like Quarrel, I I don't I think was like a Hufflepuff, not a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Um, book two, it was Ginny, kind of. So she was possessed, but still Gryffindor. Um, book three, it was technically Sirius, so Gryffindor. Um, well, Sirius and the Dementors, but you know what I mean. Um, book four, like it was Barty Crouch, who I'm assuming was a Slytherin because he seems like a Slytherin. Yeah, but who knows? Drew, how, yeah. h- how was your 37 hours of wrestling over the weekend? That's too much. I mean, it was only like 10, but that's, that's still, still like 37. Um, boy, was that a tale of two nights. The first night ended super high note, pretty good culmination of a story that's been actually going for like a year almost, which is kind of wild for WWE, but also Vince was gone for most of that, and now he's back, apparently. And then, so the first night ended with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens finally teaming up and becoming tag team champs against beating the Usos. And then the next night, main event was Cody Rhodes losing, to pretty much everyone's surprise, to Roman Reigns, who's been champ for three years now. Isn't he the guy that no one really likes? I mean, people like his bad guy character now like he had reached the point of being like the uber baby face like john cena that like oh everyone knows he's gonna win but finally he actually did a heel turn and his character has been pretty good so nobody likes him but they're supposed to not like him i I just remember years ago wasn't that the guy that like they kept making win but no one ever wanted to win yes Whereas, like, John Cena, like, people bitch about, but everyone also liked seeing John Cena win. Well, listen, at a point, nobody liked seeing John Cena win that was over the okay. age of, like, seven. <laughs> like, he again, Roman became basically John Cena. It was like, God damn it, stop having Roman win. Because it was, God damn it. The meme was, John Cena wins, lol. Like, no matter what happened, he could get hit with a million finishers. He's, Cena still won. Roman became that. And then became a bad guy, and everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. Your story is real good now. We fucking hate you, but we're supposed to. But As it's opposed kind of... to the other guy that they that people want to win now? Yeah. But now the story has kind of gotten old, and it's like, okay, this was the perfect time to end this chapter of the story by having Roman lose the championship. And so he's been running a group with his cousins, the Usos and... uh solo sokoa like legitimately they are all related in real life so aren't they all like the rocks cousins too yeah um the usos are rikishi's sons if you remember rikishi from back in the day oh he was the guy that used to stick his ass in people's faces right yes yep and then i forget solo sokoa's i think he's their younger brother or he's umaga's son and i forget but they're all actually related so they're this group called the bloodline because they are the Samoan bloodline, and Roman's the leader of the group, and Sami Zayn, even though he's not a Samoan, like, when he was going on being this big conspiracy theorist last year, and losing to Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, Johnny Knoxville wrestled at WrestleMania last year. It was really oh. a funny f- match, like, a bunch of jackass shit happened in it, and... Sami Zayn eventually lost by getting pinned in a giant mousetrap. It's funny. It's actually legitimately, like, really good. Well, That's gonna be kind of embarrassing for the actual wrestler, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, it is, but also, like, 
okay, he lost to a bunch of gimmicks and, like, the entire jackass crew coming out and hitting him with stuff, like, and his character was in a spot where it was, like, fine, he could lose, who can't, like, it's not that big of a deal, but then that led him to, like, go be this crazy conspiracy theorist guy, and he worked his way into this group with all the Samoans, and, like, became real good friends with Jey Uso, and, like, it had been a really well-done storyline for, like, the last year, and finally ended with, or got to, at Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns beat Kevin Owens, who is Sami Zayn's, like, real-life, long-time best friend. They both grew up in, like, the Montreal area. They've been friends for, like, 20 years. Um, and then after the match, Roman and the Usa, the rest of the bloodline were just beating down Kevin Owens, and Roman hands... Sami Zayn a chair and is like, or uh, was about to hit Kevin Owens with the chair. Sami stops him. Roman's like, okay, you do it then. And so Sami like starts thinking and then hits Roman with the chair and gets kicked out. And then finally gets to them winning this tag team championship at WrestleMania from the Usos and everyone's super happy. And it's like, okay, so the Bloodline lost their first title. Now Roman's also going to lose. And then we can have this whole story of the Bloodline all fighting each other, blaming each other for everybody losing. But no, Roman wins. And then Raw the next night, like three hour show, they did the first hour commercial free. There was a minute 40 of wrestling in that first hour. And then the other 58 minutes were all just apparently pretty bad promos. And oh, it was you like, not watch it anymore? I don't have cable, but I was like watching uh, the WrestleTalk YouTube channel live streaming it like, and their reactions. And they were like, what is happening? Nothing is happening. Why is this show like this? And yeah, so like the first night was really good and ended on high note. Second night. Not nearly as good. Ended on a weird decision that everyone was like, okay, well, let's see what they do tomorrow. And it's like, oh boy. And then the news comes out that WWE got sold and Vince McMahon is like kind of back in charge somehow still. And it's like, oh, geez. I thought he got like canceled for being like a douchebag. Yeah, he did. And like left. But then back in January, like used some weird legal loophole to work his way back in to work out a sale of the company, which just went through on Monday, or which is just announced on Monday. Like, I think it's set to be official later in the year. Although now there's a lawsuit from shareholders, like, saying, hey, you didn't get enough money in this sale. What are you doing? You can't... No, this sale is bad. And it's like, oh, jeez. Did he just completely... Like, the company had a lot of momentum over the last, like, six, seven months where Vince was gone, and Triple H was fully in control, and it's seemingly all blown up in the last 48 hours. That's... That's spectacular. Uh, yeah. And now Vince looks like a fucking weird netherworld version of fucking J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, I saw that picture you, you sent over. Like, that's that's a real picture of him. The, the the headline below it fake, but that was not a photoshopped picture of Vin. Like, <sighs> that's what he fucking looks like. All of a sudden, grew a Isn't mustache like and dyed his, his hair. Yeah, like early eighties or something like, like that. But like, yeah, dude needs to just get off the fucking steroids and retire. Yeah, like uh, 
it had been kind of a long-running morbid joke of, like, WWE won't be good until Vince dies. And then the whole thing came out of, like, him paying hush money, and he got kicked out, and it was like, oh, okay, well, he didn't need to die, but he just needed to go away. But, oops, he came back and has maybe ruined everything. Oh, was it actually good for, like, the year he was out? Yeah, like, they... For the most part, like, obviously it wasn't perfect. Like, they had a weird Mountain Dew-sponsored match at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view that everyone was like, why? Why did this happen? Did they, like, fight, like, with big balls of Mountain Dew on the sides of the ring or something? No, but it was... Well, so it was pitch black, Mountain Dew pitch black, so it was all under black light and whatnot. And they were... It it was dumb. That that sounds dumb. Yeah. if Vince isn't in charge, does that mean, like, Triple H is? Yeah, he was the one that was basically in charge of, at least of running the shows. There, uh, This guy, Nick Khan, has been the CEO of the company for a while. On and off with Stephanie McMahon as the other, as co-CEOs. Like, she was, and she wasn't, and then she was again, and I think she's back out. I think she got fired from that again when Vince came back in January. I forget, but... That's funny. Fire, fire your own daughter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But but leave her her husband employed. Oh oh. Also, so uh, Snoop Dogg was one of the like co-hosts of WrestleMania. But they they do hosts now. Uh, yeah, sometimes they they have been. It's like it's a person that just like comes out at the beginning and then like somewhere in the middle to like do a quick thing while they're like setting up for the next match or whatever to give everyone. 10 minutes to go to the bathroom or whatever. So on night two, on night one, you don't need 10 minutes to go to the bathroom during WrestleMania. You just have to go in the outdoor. I mean, fair, but, uh, night one, uh, I forget who it was that, uh, Snoop Dogg made the Miz wrestle night two. They come back, come out, do a similar thing. And Miz is like, you made now getting mad at Snoop Dogg for making him wrestle the night before in his $10,000 suit. And Snoop Dogg's like, oh, my bad. Uh, and then whatever, they go back and forth. And Snoop's like, no, this is what I meant by my bad. And out comes Shane McMahon to make Miz wrestle. Shane McMahon does one move, blows out his quad. Oh, and you're then, kidding, really? Yeah, like, they did the, the whole thing where you throw the guy into the... Uh, Shane threw the Miz into the ropes. He drops down. Miz goes off the other ropes, and then Shane jumps over the Miz. When Shane did the jump over, when he landed, blew out his left leg. Like, uh, like, like for real. Like, not yeah, for like, real. Like in wrestling, like fake injury. No, no. Like torn quad. Could not get. He tried getting back up. Crumpled over. Like in the most sad way possible. And then so Snoop Dogg just comes in, punches the Miz. Uh, they get Shane out of the ring, like, off-camera, um, and then does a real slow, but then oddly, jumps oddly high to do, like, a people's elbow on The Miz, and it was like, this segment just fully summarizes what just happened to me, basically, in the last two days. And Jesus. nobody knew it at the time, but then, yep, go back and watch that, and you can watch what's happening to WWE in real time. <laughs> Rich, what did you think of WrestleMania? I assume you watched it. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, what was your favorite match? The the, the scenery was 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 ex- exquisite, um, and I thought the animation was fantastic. You really liked that uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch sponsorship. 
Absolutely. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> you know, you know. Those the weird AI, or, uh, not AI, um, not VR, AR, AR. That's what it, you like the, their AR graphics. They really Absolutely. stepped their game up this year, right? You know, you know, speaking about this stuff, there's one thing I noticed when watching football that makes me laugh. Uh-huh. It's when they throw the graphics on the screen and then add a fucking shadow on the ground for the graphics. Dude, they got they got to make it look real. Also, I, how do we know that they're not just holding up a fucking balloon or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't. We don't. We're not there. We don't. But I just I love when I love that. Like the the attention to detail of like, hey, here's this graphic that we're showing you, and then you look on the ground and it's like, oh, there's a shadow right underneath that graphic at the spot it should be at. And it's not just like a shadow at the bottom of the screen, it's just like on the field where the graphic would be. I'm just like, that is that is so much detail that you don't need. You don't need that much detail. Or do you? I don't know. It's football, man. You don't. Fake fan over here. Maybe. So, real quick, next year, WrestleMania is in Philadelphia. We're going, right, guys? Are you paying? No. We're going to get press passes. Let's go. I will sell my press pass. You you get me a press pass, I will go to WrestleMania. All right. But I want one of those seats. You're waiting for me to say I I, would, too. I want one of those those deals where I get to take the seat home with me. Ooh, I wonder. No idea how their press stuff works. I know they had a. They have a bunch of press people at these things now, and they do, like, post-show press conferences. Fucking Greg Miller's an announcer or some shit now. Greg Miller loves getting cream-pied by wrestlers. Wait, what? Go look at his Twitter today. It's been real bad. Uh, what <laughs> Slash did he have real to... great. What bet did he lose? <laughs> I don't know, but, like, <laughs> he tweeted, tweeted something about getting cream-pied by JB, JBL, like, and then... I guess a bunch of people were like, come on, Greg, phrasing. And then I saw another tweet. He was like, oh, Xavier Woods has cream-pied me too. Come on, guys. It's all right. Like, what's wrong with getting cream-pied? Okay. Like... So, all right. I get it now. He has literally had pie smashed yes. in his face yes. multiple times. Yes. Okay. But... I figured it was something goofy like that. But, yeah, the fact that he, like responded to that tweet of, I don't understand why everyone is freaking out about my last tweet. <laughs> like, Austin Creed has has cream-pied me multiple times, and it's just a bunch of pictures of him literally smashing him in the face with a pie. Yeah. But I just think it's hilarious that fucking Greg Miller is, like, a legitimate, like, host. Like, he gets a lower third. How did he get Dan Reichert's job? <laughs> he didn't, though. He got a better job. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Dan Reichert's <laughs> dream job. Let's say. Yeah, like, fucking Dan hated his job. This, I mean, to be fair, like, this is the perfect thing for Greg Miller. Oh, yeah. Like, that guy has so much fucking chaotic energy. Like, just the the wrestling world is perfect for him. Uh-huh. Just l- look at all of his bullshit when they used to do League of Heels. Oh, yeah. But I just think it, it's wild, like, all... All weekend, I just kept seeing, like, pictures on Twitter of him, like, at WrestleMania. Some of them are, are him doing, like, actual, like, official stuff, and others are just, like, him in the stadium with, like, the other, like, kind of funny people. Mm-hmm. Though I saw uh, Jeff Gersman were there, too. Yeah, I, and I mean, Riker was also there. I mean, he's that's just a given. Yeah, exactly. It's wrestling, he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just funny, it was in L.A., so, like, all weekend on, like, Twitter and Facebook and stuff, it was just, like... All the all the video game people I follow were there. <laughs> because for whatever reason, 
Fucking video game people love their wrestling. Because it's great. Right, Rich? Yes. If See? Rich isn't, if he's not watching, if he's not playing video games, he's watching wrestling. Exactly. Absolutely. You know it. Right. Anything else you want to say about WrestleMania, Drew? Uh, no. It's even over two days. It's too long. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking lot. Um, so on Saturday, April 1st, uh, the second secret project from Brandon Sanderson was released. Um, I talked about this briefly before, um, particularly back in January when the first one came out. Um, so Sanderson wrote four books between 2020 and 2021 that were not part of his original schedule. He just, the world was shut down. He wasn't traveling. He had free time. He wrote four, well, he wrote six novels, but four of them he turned into a Kickstarter and is releasing them throughout the year. Every, once a quarter, he is releasing a new book this year. Um, it is, I believe the Kickstarter was the largest Kickstarter of all time when it ran last year. He made some mm-hmm. absurd amount of money. They, they sold so many books that the printer can't actually print them. Oh, wow. Um, like, so their initial, um, I'm trying to think. So their initial plan was the, the Kickstarter, you could get an ebook, an audiobook, a physical book, or like different combinations of the three. Along with, you could actually do like this, like kind of major package that was, you would basically get like a swag box every month of the year. And then four of those boxes would also include a book, like one of the, the, the four secret books. Um, they, needed to have so many books printed and the printer also just had trouble with the printing process that they ended up having to like reschedule a bunch of stuff and they sent box two out in January and they are still trying to fulfill all of the book one deliveries Damn, because they just had so many um, like tens of thousands of more copies of each book than they anticipated. So it's wild, but the second one came out on Saturday um, generally because Nowhere, ha- unless you actually go to his website and like look for it, the title is not given anywhere. Um, even on like Amazon and stuff like that, they're theoretically not supposed to have the titles up. Um, they're not supposed to reveal the titles until closer to the 10th or the 11th. Um, cause it's basically, um, if you have the Kickstarter, you have two weeks with the, the book ahead of time. And then the ebook and audiobook go up for sale around the, the 10th or the 11th. Um, and then four months after the physical book releases, um, a mass market version of it is released in bookstores. Um, so spoilers for anyone that doesn't know about the book now, because I know you guys don't give a fuck. Um, so the book, fantastic name. It is called The Frugal Wizard's Handbook to Surviving Medieval England. Okay. Would you guys like to guess what sort of book it is? A high science fiction Comedy. It's an isekai. Yes. <laughs> you are both correct. Um, no. Yeah. No, I'm not. No. I'm not. No, you are. <laughs> I'm not. You are about as correct as you can fucking be. No, I'm not. You are actually more correct than Drew is. <laughs> it was a joke, everybody. It was a joke. But it's real. But um, also, at the same time, I it wasn't. I was thinking, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, fuck, what was that movie? Oh, there's a movie in the 90s where a kid goes back in time. A kid in King Arthur's Court? I th- I wanted to say that, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, I was thinking a kid in King Arthur- Arthur's Court Yeah, when, when you said all that. So, cool concept for the book. Um, In this world, 
Um, it is somewhere past the year 3000. Not sure how far. Spr- sporadically through the book, they mentioned dates. The furthest out that I remember seeing was like the early 3000s. Or I'm sorry, the early 2100s. Now, I jumped way too fucking far. Um, like I saw like some 2099s. I think it was like 2170 or something like that was the, the highest I saw. Um, but so it's in the future. Humans have discovered dimensional travel. And there are companies that have basically purchased the rights to certain subsections of dimensional travel based on criteria. Um, the criteria that this one is using is, um, the, this, co- the company is called the Frugal Wizard and they sell dimensions to people who want to experience something similar to medieval England. So the way it's described in the book is, these are all, they are actual parallel universes. They are not exactly like ours. Most of them that they are able to use simply did not develop as quickly as ours did. So while it is still the same technical year of like from creation to that point, um, they have not progressed in the same way. So they are still in some sort of medieval period ranging from like the early like 1200s through like the 1600s. Um, but it's, it's, they're generally pretty, pretty close to what we would have. Um, there are occasionally different offsets where like, maybe the, like the Vikings won or, you know, the Romans didn't manage to take over most of the world. Like, like just weird kind of offshoots like that. But it's generally like, because of what, the, what they can do, they have very similar to our dimensions. Um, they do sell ones that, like, maybe could be a little bit, a little bit crazier. Like, maybe the bubonic plague is still happening in one of these. Um, mm-hmm. and if you want to take that risk and try and be like the savior that, that, you know, cures the plague, you can pay a premium for that. Um, because we're in the future though, everybody at birth is injected with, um, like nano machines that do all sorts of stuff for them. Um, it can, it per- keeps them from getting sick, regulates body temperature, can heal wounds, can even actually be used to heal other people's wounds within reason. Hmm. Um, eliminates the need for sleep for like a week or something like that. Like you, you basically have to sleep like once a week and like can also like, um, do like cool stuff where like it'll change the color of your skin or let you like zoom in with stuff if you have like more advanced ones. And then people can also get, um, basically armor plating that can be turned on and off. Um, implanted under their skin so they can like you know take hits and, and dish them out a little bit more and so in in this book our main character um wakes up in a weird field <laughs> doesn't know where he is or what happened um doesn't r- realize that he is from the future but like knows a bunch of things like he knows what cosplayers are and he's wondering if maybe he's like a photographer at a at a renaissance fair like like he's just making like weird assumptions about stuff um but he had a book with him that was the frugal wizard's handbook to surviving medieval england that exploded so he's only got like miscellaneous pages of it um as the as the story goes on you find out that he's basically a fucking failure at just everything he dropped out of art school he got kicked out of the police academy um he was a like uh um an amateur boxer but basically took like a payout to like throw a fight and has been essentially working for the mob ever since as like a doorman like he's not even like a good mobster um but he doesn't remember any of that he actually at one point he thinks he's a cop and that he's like a good guy and he tries to save people and it goes 
not well in a few cases. But because he's from the few, it it leans into the um, magic is just science we don't understand yet sort of philosophy. So he can do all the like the crazy stuff because he has the plating and the nano nano machines and all that crap that he's able to convince a bunch of people that he is some sort of like mythical being, basically the the equivalent of a fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that in the the dimension that he ends up in, um, he he found it because it was one that his mob boss was using. Um, his mob boss is already there with some people, and his like ex best friend who is a cop is also there trying to track down the mobster. None of them know that this guy just fucking stumbled in here like a dumbass. And uh, this dimension is one of the f- ones that are like just off of the path enough that they do have some supernatural things going on. Like, it's a very Norse-adjacent world. So while their gods are not the Norse gods, they sound and act similar to the Norse gods. Like, um, the like the god of gods, his name is Woden. And he's definitely just supposed to be Odin. Um, you don't see them, but like you feel them throughout the the book. And there are like weird kind of forest spirits that they decide um, they set up residence in like towns and villages, and the villagers leave out offerings for them along with like a thing they need help with. And these sp- spirits will come take the offering and then like repair a shoe or. Um, weave a, a carpet or something like that for them. So, like, there's just, like, this weird stuff going on throughout it. But it wasn't as good as it could have been. And that was kind of a bummer. Because it ended up just being, like... It was, like, it was one of those am- amnesia tales where every, every like, four or five chapters, the guy would, like, remember something else, and it would make him less likable. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, by, like, three quarters of the way through the book, like you kind of didn't like him all that much anymore. You're like, you're actually not a bad guy, but everything we learn about you just makes you suck more. Um, and then the ending was a little bit rushed. So it was just like, you didn't have a chance, even though by the end he had kind of like decided he wanted to like, he wanted to rescue the people that were in danger and like take down the bad guys. But it's like, but we found out that like you were kind of just a coward and shitty. So like you didn't get a chance to see him actually like turn, turn. Like he did some good stuff, but that's not necessarily enough to like, turn around your whole life right um not as good as the first one which was the one about the the fucking pirate ships that float on spores and like when the spores connect like come into contact with water like weird shit happens that one was cool Mm -hmm. but you know you write four books in a fucking year like you're they're not all going to be like winners you write four books they're not all going to be that's true this dude's written like 30 most of them are pretty fucking good fun fact bubonic plague is still around in the united states or North America, but western part of the North America. Yeah, but it's kind of like polio. Like, it's still around, but, like, it's not a pandemic the way it used to be. No. Well, I mean, it, it's it's also, treatable by yeah. antibiotics. Yeah. Like, you just... It's still 10% chance of dying, but I, I looked it up because when you mentioned the bubonic plague, I was like, man, to be that person would just be like, hey, I have these pills. Take them. And and, and boom, you, you, you save the world. Uh, I was like, I gotta double check that before I say anything. And then I started reading that, oh, apparently it's surrounded in the United States still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there are very few diseases that are, like, actually eradicated. Like, because eventually they just come back because we're all a bunch of fucking morons. I mean, the bubonic plague doesn't have, like, really a vaccine. Yeah, it's just, you know, don't live in filth and squalor, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I gotta clean up, don't I? Yeah. Th- th- this this whole story has actually been an intervention, Rich. <laughs> 
I see. So you're trying to talk to my roommates then. Gotcha. Yeah. Need to get in touch with them. I figure you can just play this for them later. They're not going to listen. No, that's, that's fair. Um, but yeah, for, for the, for the problems with the book where it comes to like the main character being a little bleh, um, the setting and like the concept was really cool. Like I would like to see other things use that concept of dimensional travel is like a real thing. It's controlled. We know how it works for the most part. Um, and we are literally selling you dimensions that are yours. So I think, I think that's the big thing in this is it's not like, it's not like an amusement park. You're not going to this for like the day and then coming back. You are buying this dimension for life. It gets keyed to you unless you share that key with other people. Nobody else can get in or out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can basically do what you want with it. Um, the only catch is you cannot bring anything back. And it's a science reason, apparent, and I mean, like, you know, fake science. Um, we're, we live at like different frequencies or something like that. So while our frequency is a hot, is like higher on like the, the tree, let's say, um, we can travel downstream. I know I'm just, I'm fucking mixing metaphors here. Um, but because we can, we can travel down to like branches. Um, if we're the trunk, uh, the branches cannot travel to the trunk. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, you know, you can take some stuff there and, like, you know, rule the world. But, you know, if if you find a person and fall in love and want to get married and actually go live in, like, modern times, you can't. Like, you just have to stay in medieval times and hope shit goes okay. Which, like, I'm sure there are people that do that, but also, like, that kind of sucks. <laughs> um, And they, they do have, like, stipulations on, like, what you're allowed to bring in with you. Like, they don't want you bringing, like, nuclear weapons in or something like that. But they will sell you packages where you get, like, a nuclear generator. So, like, you can basically, like, start a town. You, you can jump You can jump right to the Industrial Revolution from fucking medieval times. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's cool, though. And um, throughout the book, it's interspersed with um, actual bits from the handbook. And it's a lot of just goofy stuff like, why can't I have a dimension full of talking bananas? Yeah. And, like, has, like, an actual reason why you can't have a dimension that's full of talking bananas because because it's while there is a probability that you know an elephant could talk um because an elephant is a mammal that has a mouth like the probability of a banana being able to talk is basically impossible no matter how many universes you travel to which is a bummer because a talking banana seems like it could be fun yeah i would love a talking banana well you just leave it out long enough uh, that doesn't work. Trust me. Yeah, I know. It's just gonna smell bad. I mean, luckily I threw, threw two bushels out before they started to smell bad. But I had so many bananas. It's not my fault. Oh, they weren't your bananas. No. Who I buys that many bananas? bananas? Yeah. Who <laughs> buys that? Who buys that many bananas and doesn't eat any of them? Like bananas don't last that long. <laughs> they really I can don't. only drop my phone so many times to make a noise of <laughs> duh. Liter- but the problem was they bought the bananas. And then I believe did they go away? Yeah, they uh, they they went. They were out like the whole weekend or the whole like they bought the two sets of bananas and then um, my parents went away and so she was at their house the whole week. So he doesn't come downstairs and see what's on the table and she wasn't she didn't bring them with her. So they just went bad. Two bushels. That's so fucking stupid. What a waste. You should have. Were they so bad that you couldn't have even used them for like banana bread or something? They were full on black and starting oh, okay. to get like yes. kind of moldy. So they- I, I, I also, I wouldn't have, ma- I, I wasn't going to eat them, be- or I would have eaten them if I knew that they weren't going to. But 
I'm not going to make banana bread because I have no self-control and I'd eat all of it right away um, and not save or freeze any of it. So I, You I say that like it's a bad thing. Bread. I'm trying to lose weight, Christopher. It's got fruit. It's healthy. <laughs> no. No. That's not how that works. It I is don't you, know. It, look, if you believe hard enough, it is. I mean, I can try, but it's not how that works. So look, go buy four bushels of bananas, make some banana bread, and then we'll see. She, um, yeah, this is getting into a uh, complaint about them hour. They bought, uh, fucking, she bought fruit last week, and one of the fruits she had was a pineapple, and... Who buys a fucking pineapple? <laughs> it, it's not who buys a fucking pineapple. Who buys a fucking pineapple in April, in March? They're like, not in season. Like a legitimate pineapple, though? Like, not, like, sliced or something. Like a full pineapple. A full pineapple. Which, yeah, you know, who the I, fuck does that? I would. <coughs> They sell them pre-cut. Why get them pre-cut when you could get them fresh? I'd rather have them pre-cut where I can just drop them on a grill. But you're... Are you getting the canned ones or just the pre-cut ones in a, in a plastic container? Oh, like the pre-cut ones that like Wegman, Wegmans, Wegmans does that day. Then why do you need all that extra plastic? You could just buy a pineapple and cut it yourself. Because that's a lot of work. It's not, actually. It is. You gotta shave the sides, cut the top and bottom. Fuck that. Yeah, that's like... It literally took me five minutes to do that. Yeah, that's five minutes I don't have to worry about. I can just get that nice plastic container. It's already ringed. I can just you're, drop you're, those rings right onto the grill. You're such a waste of trash. I mean, trash is You know is what waste. I mean. You know what I mean. You use so much waste. To be fair, like, no. I don't... One, I don't ever buy that much pineapple. Yeah. And, like, a full pineapple is too much pineapple. Uh, but... They they bought a pineapple, and she was like, I completely forgot about this pineapple. You can't have it. And I'm like, why did you buy all this fruit that you're not going to eat? She bought a bunch of fruit. She... All right, this will be done with with Complaint Corner after this. She bought a bunch of fruit, and she bought a bunch of mason jars, and cut up the fruit and put them in mason jars, and put them in the fridge. The mason jar is not going to keep the fruit fresher longer. Yeah. Because she didn't seal them. She didn't, like boil them and seal them and get all the air out. No. She just closed up the mason jars and put them in the fridge. And it's been in there for two weeks. Or a week and a half. Honestly, if anything, at that point, it's probably going to make them go bad faster. Because, like, I mean, it has the screw top and it has a lid and you can tighten it, but all that friggin' air is still in there. You didn't... And it's cut, <sighs> so, like, it has a much yeah. shorter shelf life than if it was still, you know, intact. Yeah. So as, as they were leaving, she was like, you can have this fruit and that fruit, and I forgot about this fruit, and that's all in there, and there's this one, and I'm just sitting here like, it's all bad. It's been cut for yeah. a week. It's been cut for a week. And now you have to be the one to fucking empty it out if you want to use your, like, refrigerator. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> just trust me. That's did, all I got to say about that. Did you that. put it in, like, a tote and then just put it in their bedroom? I should. That would be fucking hilarious. You just put a bunch of, like... Just the mason jars and all of the loose fruit. Just put it in a, like a fucking little like box and just set it in front of yeah. their on their bed or something. Like, I don't I don't know why she bought mason jars. She bought like two containers of ma of mason jars, two like packages of mason jars. I don't know why. You don't use that. You know, she, I like if she tries it again, I'm gonna tell her you're not doing that right, and that's not saving anything. But, yeah, that's that's a waste all the way around. Mm -hmm. Just like, there's, there's more I can complain about. But that'll be off podcast that I'll talk to you on, which I think I already complained about some week. You did. Um, and I think that will probably do it for this week. Yes. Wow. Way to sound so. excited. Jeez. I gotta pee. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, so next week we have our book club, which is Pitch Perfect 2. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can get your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, a whole bunch of other places. Rate us, review us, subscribe. It all helps. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Rich, what's your stream look like? Uh, check me out, twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts, where all of April, and it'll go past the 4th of May, I'm just going to go through the entire split of Ranked in Apex. I'm playing Apex Legends on Ranked to see how good in Ranked I can get. Uh, yesterday we made it to uh, Bronze 3, so it starts at Bronze 4, we're now in Bronze 3. Um, come check it out. A little, a little bit of a teaser, I am working on a Let's Play series of Fallout 4, so... Uh, this way to get new content while I'm just playing one single game for an entire month. Uh, so come check it out. Cool. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.